This is the Family Church of Connecticut podcast, and I'm Abe. I'm one of the co-pastors with my wife, Mika. On this podcast, I'll be sharing the audio from the sermons that we have at our weekly Sunday service. Um, I thought this might be a good idea. I have a podcast of my own about ukuleles, and somehow I just got this idea to share our sermons as audio. So I hope you find it relevant and helpful, and uh, I'd love to hear what you think. I can't promise the sermons will always be good, but I can promise that I will always be here. So without further ado, here is the Sunday service from June 3rd, given by my wife, Pastor Mika. Her talk is titled, Our Golden Age, and she talks a lot about true mother and true parents and the God of night and day. So, uh, here it is. All right, so um, the title of my message today is Our Golden Age. And um, I just, anyway, I, I, I'm very grateful that uh, Keiko-san and Lucimar could share about their recent blessing activities. Um, actually, there are quite a few people in our community who are having these really great and inspiring results just simply by going out, you know, for a very short amount of time. And part of it is I think we just don't realize, um, you know, the personal foundations that we already have with people. But um, this speaks a little bit to, uh, to the topic of my, my message today, which is our golden age, and which comes from, as your mother shared recently, um, with the leadership in Korea that no matter what physical age you are, right now is your golden age. Why? Because our true parents are here on the earth, right? So um, as you know, we started a 100-day uh, reading condition of the one-hour Divine Principle lecture, lecture manual that uh, Mrs. Yu brought with her when she came in early April. And uh, so every Saturday, a number of us have been gathering and reading the book. Um, there are still, you know, people who are requesting the book, and we do have more copies coming in. So anyway, you can feel free to join in at any time. But um, it's interesting, uh, I, I guess because of reading the testimonies from the, uh, the houseofunification.com, of people who had already done the 100 hundo condition and um, sort of like how valuable it would be to keep track of after you read a certain number of times, like what are some of the inspirations that are coming to you? And it's really fun also because my father-in-law um, is also reading it. So we're sort of like going back and forth about, oh, what did you get today? You know, what did you? And it's, it's, uh, it's really great, really stimulating. Um, so I, I re, I've been realizing a couple things recently, and I just wanted to share them with you. And, uh, you know, one of the small points is that uh, I've noticed that in the reading of the providence of restoration, so, um, you know, many times, uh, you know, when we get to that part of divine principle, it's, it's, it's long. <laughs> it's long because... It was prolonged <laughs> uh, many times. There's a lot of repetition there, especially when I 
um, you know, got to the parallels of history. I know that for some people, uh, you can raise your hand if you're one of them, reading the parallels of history was really what made it for you, what, what really solidified, um, you know. Yeah, okay, Uncle Greg's raising his hand. Oh, there's a number of you. Not for me. <laughs> So usually when I read uh, parallels, I sort of just like was like, okay, skip through it. This is this, you know, parallel that, and this time period parallel that. And to me, it was sort of a lot of numbers. But um, and then when you read it in the one-hour manual, it's it's uh, it's even quicker actually because it's just a couple pages. But actually, I'm seeing now that I'm starting to read it with more sincerity. Um, especially because of, for some reason, this one part really got to me where it says, another 400-year period of preparation for the advent of the Messiah elapsed before Jesus came. Likewise, Christianity is to meet Christ at his second advent only after passing through another 400 years of preparation for the second advent of the Messiah. And then I thought about... What if I was living during that time in those last 400 years, waiting for the second advent and not being able to meet the Messiah in my lifetime? And actually, it's not that far off for me because actually uh, we have the diary of my great-great-great-grandmother. Her name was Hannah Hussey. And... Uh, she lived, uh, you know, right around the Civil War. This was when she was a mother of five during the time of the Civil War. Her husband went in to fight, and she was left with her five children in Ohio, and she, she hired a, a black girl, and they made apple butter together, and they sold it, and that's how they, you know, could survive. But, uh, and that's not her. But anyway, it's a picture of that time period. But we know from her diary in her early 20s um, how much she searched and longed for God. And, uh, and I know that this is somebody who was never able to meet the true parents during her lifetime. So I've been thinking about that, you know. What does that mean for us? You know, how fortunate we are to be living at the time of the Messiah and our true parents, right? And that's where uh, I, I feel like, you know, this quote comes to mind from our true mother, our golden age. So also during this 100-day uh, Hunduk period, I uh, had an experience where I was, uh, I, I started this journey thinking about the God of night and the God of day. And, uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised to come back to our true father um, during that little during that little search. It kind of it's hard to explain, but it kind of started with um, I was walking one afternoon with my daughter, and I looked up at the moon. It was in the middle of the day, and I realized that you know why is it that we can always see the moon during the day and at night, whereas you know we don't see the sun at night. What's the, um, what is the meaning or like, what's the reason that we can always see the moon? And immediately I thought, well, God's love. This is God's love for me. And then also I thought, 
uh, suddenly about the God of night. And maybe this is a reminder or there's some reason that I should think about the God of night. And uh, so um, I think some of you might remember, especially in the last few years of our true father's life on earth, he spoke a little bit about the God of day and the God of night. Do you remember? But actually, I think for most of us, uh, that like, was a really abstract concept, or most of us didn't really understand what that meant, right? Maybe? Okay, just me. Um, after Father Sanghua, actually our true mother spoke about true father as now being the substantial God of night and our true mother being the substantial God of day. And also, we know that soon after Foundation Day, uh, we were asked to pray to God now as our heavenly parent and the true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind. Um, so if we look at what that means a little bit more deeply, we can see that uh, this is because of the complete unity between our true parents with God, our heavenly parent, who can now, you know, substantially be present uh, on earth, but actually all in, in the entire cosmos, and be with his and her children. So uh, I was looking around online, and uh, one Sun Moon University professor, Tech Young Oh, gave a summary of uh, the god of night, the god of day, and the union of the two in the God of night and day um, in a 2011 document. Uh, so that was created one year before our true father's passing. So I wanted to go through that a little bit with you. This is an abbreviation of these points. Number one, God of night is the parent as the creator of all things in the universe. God of night created all things in the universe with creativity. And it goes on to say the God of night was the creator of the angelic world, and God of night was the creator of all things. God of night was the creator of human beings. Number two, when Adam and Eve are completed, they become God of day. God of night wished that after the completion of Adam and Eve, he became God of day within Adam and Eve. God of night hoped to become horizontal God who could reproduce himself by using the bodies of Adam and Eve. So we know that um, in divine principle, it states that uh, perfected man and woman uh, represent, in their union, uh, represent the completion of God's dual characteristics of internal, external, and yang and yin. It's a substantial representation of God. Right, so when we when it says that the God uh, that completed Adam and Eve would become the God of Day, this is starts to make a little bit of sense. Three, when Adam and Eve are completed as physical true parents, God, who is the spiritual true parent, becomes the true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind. The true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind include both the spiritual true parent and the physical true parents. The true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind include the God of night and the God of day. 
Number four, when God of night and God of day achieve ultimate unity and become God of night and day, God of night exists in God of day and God of day exists in God of night. So the two become inseparable. So we're talking about uh, God as a spiritual parent and our two parents, originally meant to be Adam and Eve as the um, substantial true parents. And the two become inseparable as the God of night and day. Number five, God of night and day exercises the authority of full transcendence, full imminence, full authority, and omnipotence. So one way, and this is just my interpretation uh, to help maybe make it clearer for you, um, is to see the God of night and the God of day in light of a couple who dreams of having a family and a prosperous lineage. So we can think of the God of night as the couple that dreams of the children to come and the beautiful home environment they will grow up in and the legacy of love that will continue through the generations. And the God of day is their children who have grown to perfection in oneness with their parents and have committed their lives to substantiating their parents' dream by creating a beautiful world for generations to come. And this is, I would add, with a heart of hyojung, right? With a heart of attendance. The God of night and day is the union and complete oneness of such parents and children, where the desires and the will of the two parties cannot be separated. This union appears as the children grow to not only become parents themselves, but also grandparents, and have completely fulfilled their parents' dream, and have offered the fruit of all of their love as a testimony to the living legacy of their parents. According to Dr. Hendricks, based on father's words, on the unified God of night and day, it is the unity of man and woman, husband and wife, that creates the fundamental oneness of God. He explains, true mother knows true father's teachings well. She said true father is now God of night and she is God of day and they are one. True parents have the same absolute, unchanging, eternal and unique authority. This is completely new in history. This is the man-woman love revolution that all men and women should take and expand to greater heights. And then I wanted to include some words from our true mother um, from the speech Advance Without Ceasing that she gave just a, a week or so after our father Sanghua where she speaks about True Father and also about our future path as a movement, right, as a family. Fifth, as the true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind, true parents perfected God's position so that for the first time God could achieve on earth the perfection that he had envisioned at the time of the creation. True Father had begun the providence of restoration through indemnity from the position of servant of servants. 
each victory gradually eroded Satan's sovereignty while increasingly elevating God's stature towards its level at the time of creation. So our true parents, you know, really actually raised up, you know, gave God his proper position. 2,000 years ago, Jesus revealed that God was our father and that he was God's true son. You are aware that because of this, Jesus was accused of blaspheming God and he suffered the ordeal of the cross. On the foundation of Jesus' sacrifice, true parents substantially fulfilled restoration through indemnity on earth and restored honor and glory to God as the original creator. In other words, as the true parent who governs heaven, earth, and humankind. In the course of accomplishing this, true parents' providential stature evolved according to the standard of the providence, and on that basis, they achieved God's liberation and complete freedom. On the foundation of the successive levels of the Messiah, true parents, the parents of heaven and earth, the parents of heaven, earth, and humankind, the king of the blessed families, the king of peace, and the king of kings, True Father proclaimed in 2010 the settlement of the true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind. That is, since God is the incorporeal true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind, True Father established true parents as the corporeal true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind who complete and manifest God's true, true and essential nature and substance. Beloved members, Heaven could assist True Father and I as we trod the providential course of restoration through indemnity, and the suffering we experienced on that course is beyond imagination. On that victorious foundation, we, the True Parents, gained the right of equality in a providential dimension, the right to live together, and the right to hold the same position which Heaven bestowed on us. And to me, I don't know if this is you know, 100% correct, but I feel like when True Mother says, we gain the right of equality, the right to live together, and the right to hold the same position, I feel like she's referring to true parents, right? True mother and true father having complete oneness, and also true parents together with God, having complete oneness, unified God of night and day. Respected guests from home and abroad, beloved blessed families throughout the world. According to heavenly law, true father will now make the spirit world his base and carry out the providence to expand Chenilguk while freely traveling between the spiritual and physical worlds. True father will come down to the physical world as a substantial being of the God of night and preside over the providence in a state of oneness of heart, body, and harmony and mind with true mother who shall continue to preside over the providence on earth as a substantial being of the God of day. Through the victory of Foundation Day, True Father will be with you in building the original Garden of Eden on earth. There is no stopping heaven's providence. Isn't it refreshing to hear True Mother's absolute conviction and also to feel how deeply she loves and cares for our True Father and the legacy that they have that they have built for this world. And I hope also that that, you know, just provides a little bit of clarity behind 
uh, you know, true mother in this one chair um, that we see at different celebrations and events. It's really a representation of true parents and God being completely one and united. It's not anything separate or different than that. So when I read about, you know, when I go back and I read your mother's words from 2012 and how relevant they are today, and also just being, uh, being in Las Vegas back in March for Famicon, um, our, for some reason, the room that I was staying in with three other sisters, we were asked to, like, uh, spend our very last night over at True Parents' house, True Parents' former house. Um, and, uh, and they kept saying, oh, we're so sorry, we're so sorry, we have to, like, uproot you guys. But actually, it was, it was really, it was like a blessing to be back, to be there. Um, this, is, this is their, their residence. Uh, but I know that when True Mother comes, she doesn't stay there. She stays in IPEC. So that's really True Parents' residence now, current residence. Um, but they do have church services there, and they have CARP members living there. Um, and then, of course, this is IPEC, right? True parents' home. Uh, just to be there at that time, I, I really felt um, it gave me a chance to think about those last four years of our true father's life and how much he uh, stayed in Las Vegas and uh, invested so much into IPEC, which was really the last, the final project, right? And, uh, and honestly, to repent because I feel like uh, I had kind of lost touch of the movement of what our true parents were doing and really of their heart at that time. So, yeah, coming back to somehow being reminded, looking at the moon and being reminded about the God of night, I, I, uh, I was really reminded about our true father being in the spiritual world but being as active as as ever, and really thinking about um, the time that we're living in. And also, when we were at Famicon, um, there were quite a number of us who, you know, young people who have stepped up in leadership. Um, there are uh, a few of the young pastors around the country represented here. And, you know, I was listening to everybody's stories of, uh, how they felt called at this time. And, um, you know, I thought about my own sort of like course in the last 10 years. And uh, I just really felt like we're, we're all here in it now. And I feel like it's absolutely because of our true mother and because she stood up and said, you know, where, where are our young people? And uh, she cares so much about, you know, our blessed children, about our blessed families, but uh, really about, about raising up young people. And uh, I just feel like we were, we're all in it there because of her. And, uh, and it's just a wave that's going to continue more and more. So I want to conclude with a loving reminder to all of us from our true mother about our true father. And it says, true father in the spirit world is always with us. 
existing without corporeal form, he is at our side and will never leave us, even for a moment. What do you think he desires from us at this time? It's to march forward without pausing. God's providence will continue until all people are centered on true parents and a culture of heart takes root, overflowing with love and peace, thereby establishing a new order. So how blessed we are to be living at this time of our true parents in our golden age. And let's create you know, the kingdom of heaven substantially where we are by bringing the blessing to those that we love and we care about and also those who deserve to know what time we're living in. Thank you so much. Please join me in prayer. Good morning, our most beloved heavenly parent, true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind. This morning, we just want to give you all the glory and gratitude for the fact that you have blessed us immensely and you have blessed our our ancestors and have blessed our future descendants because of our true parents and because of what they have been able to accomplish never before in all of human history. It's really, uh, it's our time now and you are lovingly nudging us to recognize the blessings that we have and what we have to offer to all of our brothers and sisters around the world, to your sons and daughters who really have a right to know about our true parents and the incredible oneness that has been accomplished. And uh, because of that, you're able to be so much closer to each and every one of your children, substantially. Uh, and the blessing is really that key, that key for all of us to be able to root ourselves in your lineage. And, uh, and I know that you just have been waiting for too long to just get moving and soaring in each and every one of our lives. I pray that we can really uh, just uh, really pray and think about the way that we can give back at this time. Consider all the blessings that we have, but also the way that we can, that we can give. What are the gifts that you've given us? What are the talents that you have um, uniquely placed within each and every one of us? And how can we share that with the world? I pray so much just to offer this uh, time up to you in gratitude and that we can really con con continue this conversation 
with you as we consider the points that were shared today. And uh, as we, we take hold of our true father's hand, who we know is right next to us all the time, working together with us. I pray to offer this uh, in all of our names and uh, upholding the names of our true parents and the names of Abraham, Mikadestel, blessed your family, Adju. Well, there you have it. I hope you got a lot out of that. I know I did. Uh, my favorite part was probably when she talked about the couple that did not have kids, and then they did have kids. I really love that analogy. I'd love to hear what you think. Please let me know. Um, you can reach us at familychurchofconnecticut.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Family Church of Connecticut. You can also see a video of this sermon there, and we usually post the videos of the sermons there as well. Um, you can reach us through any of those methods. Um, if you know me personally, of course, you can just talk to me directly. I don't really know what I'm doing here, but um, like I said, I just wanted to share the sermon, and uh, a lot of times they're amazing. Sometimes they might be a little confusing, but anyway, they are what they are. People are sharing their hearts and their experiences with God and with life, and I think it's always relevant. Um, if you'd like, I can put in news and other relevant things, or I can just keep it as simple as possible. Again, let me know what you think of this. I would love to hear from you. And, um, well, that's going to do it for this first episode. Um, hope to do it again soon. God bless you and have a great week.